Today on CityCast Chicago, the Bulls are home tonight against the Charlotte Hornets, and while it's still early, the team is hovering around 500. We brought in ESPN reporter Jamal Collier to discuss what he believes is the Bulls' realistic ceiling, and we're making some early predictions. It's Wednesday, November 2nd. I'm Jacoby Cochran, and this is CityCast Chicago. Welcome to CityCast Chicago. Man, Jacoby, thanks for having me. Uh, are you a Bulls, I mean, a, a big Bulls fan? What's your kind of Bulls? Uh, I am a team? big Bulls fan, man. I, I've been following the Bulls my entire life as a uh you know, native Chicagoan. Um, I, I was going to ask you the same thing, jumping into the conversation. How, how far back does your, you know, Bulls fandom go, even though I know you got to be objective for the other teams? Yeah, no, I've been, I grew up around here as well. Um, went to school in Bolingbroke, born in the city. Uh, so I grew up a huge fan of the team. I mean, it's like, one of those moments that's you know still cool to me to be in United Center. You hear the you hear the music, and even when it's like Kobe White, it's still <laughs> it's still excited for me. Even when I go now, the like pregame ritual of being in the United Center still gets me. The song is a little remixed, but you know the the video is updated, a little modernized. Yeah, like I first started to be, and they were still kind of in that rebuild year. But like last year, with them being good and like the excitement around the team, how loud the United Center got mm -hmm. was just. I mean, it was just super cool. The atmosphere every night. The team was also fun and dunking and throwing fast breaks and stuff too. So it just like makes for such a cool environment. That's the starting lineup for your Chicago Bulls. Going into last season, we had DeMar DeRozan coming in, right? We had Lonzo coming in. We had Alex Caruso coming in. And so there was a lot of anticipation. What is the story going into this Bulls season? Yeah, I mean, you just mentioned that, like, last year was anticipation. It was, like, excitement and just, like, a curiosity of, like, how do all these dudes kind of fit together, right? Like, I've used this comparison before, but they really had this, like, island of misfit toys mm -hmm. kind of feel. And just the way it all fit together was uh, not only, like, you know, end up just being super fun. And it was just like a, a, a really excitement that you probably hadn't seen since Derrick Rose, the height of the Derrick Rose era in Chicago. And it not only was exciting, but I mean, they were good. Mm -hmm. I think that was the big thing is that, you know, up until the all-star break, January, February, they're in first place in the East. And, you know, say what you want to be skeptical if you want about sort of maybe the sort of long-term whatever of the team. Uh, it's, it's you can't just you know teams aren't in the first place by accident, <laughs> and they end up kind of snapping what was a, a four year playoff drought. Um, but the you know you to get back to your question as far as like according to this season, they're really really good up until January February, and then they really get hit by the injury bug. And sort of to me, the story of this season is is kind of just like are, are there like a are there enough healthy knees <laughs> basically to go around in Chicago. Gee, it feels like we've had two, three weeks of our entire team playing together, healthy on one accord, like with, with some chemistry. And now coming into this season, we already have Lonzo is not going to play. Zach is already on injury knee management. You know, do you anticipate at any point, maybe this year around a January, February, that we have a healthy Bulls roster? 
I mean, that's the, that's the most, that's the only way to really be the most optimistic, I think, about this team is that, you know, Lonzo has surgery right before, right at the start of training camp in the end of September. And um, there's just a big question mark as far as like, will he be able to get back? What is he going to look like when he gets back? Because I think now he's had two knee surgeries this year, three in his career, he's only 25. And I think uh, he's going to take his time and, and they, the team wants to take the time for him to make sure he's 100% right by the time he gets on the floor. So there's just really no way to tell at this point if he's actually going to play. And, and then you kind of mentioned Zach Levine. He has a surgery back in May to fix what was like a nagging knee injury. Um, and it's just clear so far they're just going to have to manage his, his game and workload as well. Um, we've already seen a couple of their losses early have been a couple of winnable games in the Eastern yeah. Conference. Teams like the Wizards, the Spurs. This is a tough conference, man. These are games you kind of got to get. They've lost a couple of those winnable games already. And, you know, the conference is just going to be too good for them to be sort of sort of playing uh, catch up in that way. So do I anticipate a healthy team, man? It, it's, it, it doesn't look great right now. I think that um, the big one, though, is Lonzo and, and hoping that he's like a, almost a second half trade deadline acquisition to really kind of ignite this team again. Exactly. We got a couple, you know, young players who are expected to be big contributors going into this season, one being Io, right, our, our point guard, and then the other one being uh, Patrick Williams. You know, how are you feeling about the young Bulls? Uh, let's start optimistic, right? I mean, Io just <laughs> looks great. <laughs> yeah, uh, and, he leading yeah, the baby I, Bulls right now. And, and you know, coming from just they just hit such a home run on that pick like not only just sort of the local angle and, and, and having a kid who grew up here and is from here but um for a second round pick to be this much of a contributor to be starting to be playing real playoff minutes and such you know he, he's he's a confident kid and in person anyway on the court he also but looks think, like a leader right and, and i think he has that that just the confidence of you played last year you showed you belong They've trusted you with more and more responsibility and you can handle it. So what's the buzz you're hearing, if any, at ESPN or, or even in the streets when you talk to your friends? Are are people excited? Yeah. Have they leveled off or, you know, are people just accepting that maybe middle of the road, like where we are now is where we're going to be? Yeah, you know, I mean, but Bulls fans, I think, are inherently pessimistic. <laughs> and uh, they've had a real reason to be, basically, since MJ, uh, the, the the team in the front office has continued to turn yeah, Across down Chicago any topics, there's a little bit of a sprinkle of pessimism <laughs> on Are you self-conscious about your smile? Do you only allow yourself a closed mouth grin? Well, with Aligner Experts, there's no reason for you to diminish your smile. As orthodontists, they have the privilege of witnessing the remarkable transformation of patient smiles, which often translates into a profound boost in their confidence. Yet, there always seems to be a deterrent. I ain't got the time, I don't have the funds. Luckily, Aligner Experts is redefining convenient and accessible clear aligner solutions. With customizable treatments, transparent pricing, and their cutting edge 3D scanners and dental monitoring technology, you can transform your smile through the convenience of your own schedule. Stop in at their West Loop or Lakeview Clinic today for your complimentary smile assessment. Aligner Experts, your destination for advanced clear aligner solutions. P.S. 
They got another clinic on the way, so stay tuned for their Old Town location. Well, we're not going to leave it on a, a sour note, right? We ain't going to get in the dumps about it. We're going to celebrate what we got. And so even yeah. though the Bulls are around 500 now and it's really early in the season, I want to kind of get your early prediction. So who do you think is going to be the team's most improved player? Well, we kind of touched on it briefly earlier uh, as far as the young players. I think the answer that Bulls fans would like to hear would probably would be the best for the long-term health of the team is Patrick Williams. Um, it's not been the best start for Patrick Williams. He's kind of just been all right. He's had some nights where he really has been out of the rotation in the second half. And he's still just trying to figure out where does he fit in, I think is the big thing. It just kind of feels like some games he just be out there. Yeah. You kind of look at it and you say, wow, Pat played 25 minutes tonight? Mm -hmm. And he was expected, you know, playing power forward, he was expected to really stretch the floor out there, to really be able to guard yeah. multiple players, to be able to be a stalwart on the defensive end. But do you think he'll he'll make it through? Because the Bulls didn't make a lot of midseason moves last year, and they didn't make a lot of offseason moves this year. You think they're going to sit steady, you know, come trade deadline this year? Well, the organization is still really, really high on him. And I think that you know, basically it was a non-starter in, in the offseason when anybody would try to broach the pro the topic of, of trading Patrick Williams. And I think, you know, they're still optimistic. And I'm also not ready to give up on him yet. He still is. He just turned 21 in August. Yeah. I mean, that's like almost bizarre to think about <laughs> how young he still really is. And he misses almost all of last year uh, getting hurt five games into the season. I think that you would hope by the end of this season, if you're the team, if you're fans, um, is that you can start to see some some improvement, see some upside from him, and the things that got you excited on draft night, like start seeing those actually show up on the court. So he's a little bit more than just potential. Mm -hmm. Let's keep the predictions for our team awards going. Who do you think is going to be the Bulls' defensive player of the year? You know, my guy on this one is Javante Green. Okay, and Javante was kind of like an afterthought in the trade that brought him to Chicago. But uh, my man is, is second in the league in deflections uh, per game behind Anthony Davis. He just is all over the place. He continues like every time he gets on the court, and and every time like he he sort of just earns more minutes. Yeah, his motor just, don't stop going, man. He be out doesn't there stop moving. going. He's trying to dunk everything yep. out there, and he is just, like, one of my favorite dudes to watch on the floor. So I just think that, like, you know, Caruso is going to be there. He's going to be uh, sort of a staple of their defensive team as well. But I just think Javante is going to continue to play more and earn more trust and earn more minutes. And he's the guy who also knows exactly where he fits uh, next to DeRozan and Levine and such. So uh, I think that Javante is going to have a chance to really, like, spark this defense. We had multiple All-Stars last year. Do you think that's going to be the case this year? You know, uh, I think because the conference, and we talked about how deep the, the conference is, and there's so much, there's a couple better players that have also been added in there. Um, so I, I think DeMar is going to have a great shot at getting back there. His numbers might not. He was had a career year last year, so he might not sort of match that same production. But I still think that he's going to have an All-Star kind of worthy year. And I think that, you know, Zach made the team last year. But I just think with his maintenance on the knee injury, sitting out some games here and there, um, I think I would be surprised if Zach made the team another, you know, second, third straight year this would be. Um, but 
Zach, you know, DeMar's going to have a great shot. He's going to carry the carry the team on yeah. those nights when Zach is out, and we just seen kind of what magic he can do in the fourth quarter too. I think mm-hmm. that's going to stand out. You know, we we was just talking about Debo, the load that he carries, and I, I don't think anybody would say he wasn't our MVP last year. You think that's a, a, a two time for DeMar DeRozan? You think he's going to be the Bulls MVP this year? I do, um, and I just don't think that he's slowing down again. Like for various reasons his numbers may not match where they were last year but uh he's just gonna carry you to some wins some night because yeah. that mid-range game man his footwork and, and i've talked to him before about it and he really he's not ever concerned about the defender mm-hmm. <laughs> you know when he misses or he doesn't make a shot he's always like oh man i messed that up or i just was like well you know someone's hand was in your face or he got did he get in your face and he was just like i mean yeah he was there <laughs> <laughs> But that don't really matter. <laughs> and even if he as he gets older and maybe loses like the the speed and athleticism he once had to get into the rim, he's such a smart player and watches so much. And he watches more basketball than any other player I've ever been around. He's just like a like he gets home from the game and he wants to go shoot more and he's gonna watch some of the late games and he's watching film of other games. So I just think that like you know, it's it's a joy for whatever this sort of teams ends up being. I really am enjoying and I hope Bulls fans are enjoying having this dude on your team because he's just one of the like most fun and best guys in the league to root for. Yeah, every time I hear him talk, man, it's, it's just really cool to see the growth that he had. He just celebrated hitting 20,000 points. I think he might have been, what, the 50th player all time um, to, to reach that milestone. And you yeah. know, it's just it's clear that he's a, a leader to that team and that those guys look up to him. You know, so given all those predictions, right, all of those uh, team superlatives that we gave out, where do you think the Bulls fall and how do you think how you think we as the fans are going to feel at the end of this season? I think this team is destined for the plan and I think that that feels like a tough pill to swallow um considering where the team was last year considering the expectations that they set with that start last year. Um I don't think it's inherently a lot of shade just because because the conference is so good. It's only six teams that are going to be in that top 6, you know, what I would be encouraged by if I was a Bulls fan is that you probably got a good shot. You're talking about a one game for your season. Give me DeMar. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, give me DeMar to, in the fourth quarter with my season on the line because he going to make it happen. Um, now, that's going to put them about – I would still look at about eighth or ninth uh, in the in the East somewhere. And if you win a playing game there, now all of a sudden you're matching up with Milwaukee or Boston or somebody in that first round. And – we can talk about that. Next <laughs> exactly. Next time you come back when we post all-star break, trying to see what how the pieces shake out, uh, yeah. we can talk about that. Um, but I think, you know, to leave people with something, I'm going to a couple games this season. The building is going to be exciting, and, and the players are going to go hard, man. We One thing about this group of guys that I love to see is just how hard they play for the city, how hard they play for each other, uh, and you know they're going to try and go out there and compete everybody has a chip on their shoulder and it kind of goes back to what I was saying earlier is that these guys have all bounced around a little bit or been put in roles that people thought they couldn't fit in or, or whatever it is. And, and they all, when they get on the court, um, you know, they're going at it. They're trying hard every night. They're trying to, to win as many games and really like get back to where they were last year. So uh, they're a fun team to watch. I think that this ride is, is going to have some ups and downs this season, but I do think that they're still going to be one of the uh, more exciting teams in the league to watch. Covering basketball in the Central Division for ESPN, Jamal Collier. Thank you for making time for CityCast Chicago today, man. Man, thanks for having me. 
Before I let you go, a little bit of news, y'all. Chicago's public health community is warning we could see a tri-epidemic of COVID-19, the flu, and the respiratory virus RSV among Chicago's children this winter. They're urging parents and guardians to get kids updated on boosters and flu shots. For my Inglewood friends and neighbors, there'll be a community meeting Thursday evening to discuss the forthcoming neighborhood nature trail. Check the link in the show notes for more info. If you're already ready for all things Christmas, 93.9 Light FM has got your back. They're spinning nothing but Christmas music from now through the holidays. I read this is the earliest they've started the marathon in over 20 years. And some good news to get you through. The 28th annual Black Harvest Film Festival begins Friday at the Gene Siskel Film Center and runs through the rest of the month. For a full list of virtual and in-person events, go and check the link in the show notes. As always, we appreciate you for listening and reading our daily newsletter, Hey Chicago. Now, if you heard that and you have no idea what I'm talking about, maybe take a minute, go to chicago.citycast.fm newsletter and get yourself subscribed. I'm going to talk to you tomorrow. Peace.